Welcome to the beer aisle with all of its colorful cans, bottles, and boxes. It's one big marketing game, and expensive doesn't always mean good. And that's why we're always on the hunt for good swill. Our team of experts includes industry insider Brian, who guides us through the beer world. Better equipment and better ingredients. And our easy-to-please outsider Matt, who takes us into his world. From about 18 to 30, <laughs> I retire. You know, I hitchhiked across the United States a couple of times. And I'm your host, Blaine, once again trying to keep this train on the tracks. We try the cheap stuff so you don't have to. This is Good Swill Hunting. All right, welcome to Good Swill Hunting. We're so glad you're back with us. We hope you guys all had a wonderful Thanksgiving holiday. And uh, as you can tell from the background sound, we are back at the Hop Shop in Plaza Midwood in Charlotte, North Carolina. It's and almost we, like we never left. It's like we never we, left. We I didn't. Know. I ate Thanksgiving dinner at the bar here. Yeah, you know, if we're going to go to a location, we're going to do two episodes at least. We've got to get more bang for our buck, okay? Yeah. All right. Uh, but anyway, we're back at the Hop Shop mainly because it's a big uh, anniversary. Well, I guess big anniversaries are like ten years, five years. But but you're six, every every year is an anniversary. When, exactly. When you, when you're a when small you're, business, every year is an anniversary, <laughs> isn't true. it? But six years in been is in business. The Hop Shop, uh, serving uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, uh, creating this cool, awesome coffee shop vibe. Uh, but you come here and you get beer instead of coffee, and it's and it's an amazing place to bring your family, uh, your friends, your dogs. Uh, you can hear some dogs in the background here. But we're so glad to he- be here again. And, and Pat, thank you so much for having us. I know uh, you got stuff to do. You got a uh, a 15 month old kiddo at home, mm, yep. wife, and uh, wow. we appreciate you uh, coming on our podcast with us. Hey, thanks for being here. Yeah, and absolutely. I think I got a new slogan for you guys though, because you said last week or last episode that you didn't even know about the slogan. Slogan have been so long that Blaine pulled off the website. So I'm thinking the hop shop getting Plaza Midwood drunk since 2016. There you go. <laughs> what do you think? You it has a ring to it, I it think. It does have a ring yeah. to it. Does it have to be drunk or could it be lightly buzzed? Yeah. Matt, have you ever been lightly buzzed? I'm surprised to hear that no. comment come out of his mouth. Yeah. Like, I don't. Do you even know what that means? <laughs> I, I think it means like, um, like when. Well, I won't say. But oh, no, say. Please no, do. No, I Listeners want. No, Blaine, how? We'll bleep this out. Yeah, no, I'm good. It's okay, Matt. Speak it's like mind. coitus interruptus, you know? You don't uh, go all the way. You just kind of <laughs> stop. Okay, okay. When you get to feeling good, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm there, I'm there. I'm going to shut it down now. Like no, if you, what like the if hell you, is that? Like if you're Catholic, right? And you don't want another baby. <sighs> You know, once it feels good, pull out. All right, I'm going to attempt to keep this train on the track. Yeah, uh, and you're failing miserably. I always, I always do because of you two. Uh, but it's okay. I got Pat, you I got this Pat back here every with week. me who is, is like a sane person. Uh, Pat, uh, Pat, we're so what, sorry. <laughs> so we talked a little bit about why why you opened the hop shop, but uh, what's it like six years in business? Like, how, how does that feel for you? And you've opened up another shop uh, that focuses more on wine and that kind of thing here in Plaza Midwood, but. Uh, I remember when you were starting this up, uh, you didn't appear nervous at all about it, but this was a significant investment. What's it like to have done that several years ago now? Because I think they say five years. If you can stay in business for five years, then you kind of have a formula to stay open, especially through the challenges you've been through. So, I mean, how does it feel to be open for six years? Feels pretty good. You say five years. I was I was more just trying to make it uh, to the two year mark, honestly. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, look, like I like I said in the last episode, um, it's all about b- building up a support base of regular people that want to come in and support you instead yeah. of having like a one off person every single time you 
you open your doors. So because of those people, like I'm looking at the bar right now, I can name half of their names. You know That's what I mean? Awesome. They just come in and they, they love it here and they love what we're putting on tap and they like that there's something different all the time. And yeah, it's kind of chopping it up. So I, I've been in here several times over the last several years. I wish I could have come in here more often, but every time I've come sure. in here, I know I'm sorry. Uh, you know, life's tough. You know, to, we call yeah. them worse on this I, podcast. I know they do. Yeah. I didn't know. I want to get bleeped. They do. You can say whatever you want to me. I, I'm I, used to I, being I, bleeped I'm by Blaine. Bag. I'm the punching bag. I'm the host. You know, do whatever you want. But you know, every time I've come in here, though, I I see the regular folks who come in here, and it's like it's like a a, a place where they can just kick back, and it looks like they come in here and relax. Like this is a a cool place to come. Yeah, we got and the relax. swings. I mean, you can literally just sit there and pass out if you wanted to um <laughs> and some people sometimes will do that they'll just Matt. Have yeah well, i was i was like well that'd be kind of fun yeah, pass check it out, out Matt. The hammock all right so today we're kind of we're t- kind of working on the fly today uh because it's the hop shop we literally just like walked in and just picked some beers off the shelf because you have so many beers here like you've got super crazy expensive beers and you got some cheap beers here too and so we decided this episode that we were just going to go pick something off the shelf and review it. So we haven't had much time to research it or anything like that. But I think we got something kind of cool for you today. But we had a goal behind this, didn't we, Blaine? It wasn't just pick something off the shelf and review it. It was Matt walked into a bar. or walked. In, <laughs> no, 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 let's scratch that. Matt, because Matt, when he's used to walking into bars. Matt walked into a craft beer bar, right? And he's like, yo... You got some bush ice, and for them to say yes is as rare as on a Cobra Kai actually going in and finding Core's banquet. But that's a different story. Matt walks in and goes, you got some bush ice? And they're like, hell no. Um, who drinks that stuff anyway? And he's like, yo, me. And they're like, but instead we have this. Is this supposed to be a joke? No. Yeah, <laughs> and so like- we have this. And so like the first thing that Pat suggested was Narragansett. We're like... We actually have done that before. We That's almost reviewed it again. Yeah, we, and, and Brian good? acts like I don't keep a case of beer in my friggin' trunk all the time. I was going to ask anyway. you for your rebuttal, uh, Matt. Your rebuttal to Brian. You know, uh, I'm just so. going to say I like beer. It Bush Ice is my first choice because I can drink it all day long at five point nine percent, which we've drink. reviewed it, and it's so not, it's you, not g- bad. Actually. You give me a Gose or a, it's called a sour. There's no whatever G. the hell, you know, and. It's 4.2. That's great. I've crushed these things all day, I think. <laughs> now, I we're mean, referring to the last beer. We still have some remnants on the table. Yeah, we do. All I'm right, the, I'm uh, the only one still drinking them, uh, which I'm, is weird. I'm going to try to keep this thing rolling because Matt yeah, had a job. dinner to get to. Uh, 20 minutes ago, uh, but know, that's, that's yeah, cool. I know, but thank you for sticking around with us, Matt. We can't do this without you. You can. So what we chose today, we uh, we chose the Pilsner and uh, Radeberger. So uh, help me out here, Pat, because you said you you, you lived in Germany for some time. But how do we say this? Um, I used to speak German when I was about three years old. So That's my best guess me. here is going to be like Radeberger, something Rad- like that. Radeberger. So this stuff. So are your parents German? Like tell no, us no, about no, no. Air, Air, For- Air Force baby. So okay. uh, I was awesome. I was born when the uh, the old Berlin Wall was still standing, and so we were we were stationed in an area that was strategically important in case All right. we needed to get some jets up in the air. And what go. what town was that again? Bitburg. Bitburg? Okay. It's like an hour and a half south of Frankfurt, um, kind of on the border of Luxembourg. So okay. if you wanted like cigarettes or cheaper gas, you just drive across the border into Luxembourg. And I believe that's where my dad was stationed in that area. Oh, yeah? Oh, cool. Yeah. 
That's Very awesome. Cool. Right? You want to you know a fun fact about the border crossing? Heck yeah, I do. So we Did would, they would cr- shoot people. No, that's not really it, a fun into fact. Luxembourg. Um, so we would, uh, when you cross over the border and you get into Luxembourg, you'll start to see all of these uh, little trailers on the side of the road, and you might have to beep all of this. And if so, I'm sorry. But uh, I remember I was asking one of the locals, I'm like, why do we all of a sudden start seeing all these little campers on the side of the road? And uh, it's because in Luxembourg, prostitution's legal. And so what they would do is they would all get their own little camper. <laughs> and they'd park right across the border so they could service all the Germans. Oh, my God. So you know, when the campers are rocking. And mm-hmm. I, I, I have a 1980 Ford Econoline van. It's up in Montana. but you know. Don't let Matt service you, people. <laughs> you will get Hey. Put it on, put it on Luxembourg Craigslist. <laughs> somebody will probably buy it. I'll tell you what, we used to call it the stabbing cabin. Oh my gosh! Or the store because it's where you go to get bread. Oh, oh. <laughs> Misty, we apologize, and Matt is bringing out all your dirty secrets right now. Uh, the real Matt is coming out right now. Thank you. Oh. you know, I needed a couple to loosen up. Oh so. my! You already had oh like God. seven or eight before you showed right, up, bro. Right, can we get on with this? Yes, uh, please. please. All right. So this 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 Rada Burger is twelve ninety nine for a six pack of sixteen ounces. Uh, this is a brewery Pound, that's been pounder. around 16.5 ounces, uh, 16.5 ounces. And uh, this is a Pilsner choicest hops, pale malt spring water. Uh, and it's uh, been around since the 1870s on their website. They say they're a small German town that took on the world and won. Uh, they, you know, went to key cities like New York and Chicago in 1903 uh, from just a small town in Germany, uh, Saxony, Germany. And uh, Untapped, uh, it's got some pretty good uh, good rankings here on Untapped. It's uh, a 4.8% ABV. Let's see, what do they got for the rating on this bad boy here? Uh, 3.17. Uh, that's the rating on it. And uh, yeah, so this is an imported beer for $12.99, six, pa- six cans of 16 ounces. Let's go ahead and crack them open. Uh, Waiting on you, B- BT. Uh, everybody's already cracked them open. Dude, this is 13 cents an ounce. This is super cheap. And it's yeah, this is swill. And I don't think, I, honestly, you know, Pat, no offense to your shop. I've been here. I love it. It has a cheers environment. I met a, a good friend of mine here. He gave me some great advice on a presentation for a job interview one day. I didn't expect there to be anything cheap right here. This is considered swill. This is in our swill 100%, category. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Let's go ahead and get our first sip impressions rolling. All right. It's time for first sip impressions. Keep the first sips going and the swill flowing. You know we buy the cheap stuff. As little as five cents an ounce will keep us happy. Check out goodswillhunting.com and click donate. All right. First sip impressions. Um, I'll, I'll go first on this one. It's it's not a bad beer, I will say. Uh, it, it has a surprisingly like bitter finish, which I wasn't expecting. Um, it's kind of interesting. Uh, what's your thoughts, Brian? Yeah, you know what? So I, I was uh, I cheated and I grabbed some uh, flavors and taste before um, because I just needed to wet the whistle. It's been a long week and month, um, but I, I tasted it and I was like, "Whoa, not what I was expecting." And I get that bitterness, Blaine. You're talking about because if you remember a few weeks ago. Uh, I think it was two episodes, three. No, we're growing back a month when we had uh, Mr. Rick Speed on, the uh, very honorable gentleman from uh, Instagram. And I mentioned, we, him and I talked about how COVID affected our taste. And that feeling I get when I drink certain beers 
after COVID, mostly German, like heavy German styles, where I get an, an overly bitterness and almost yeah. smokiness hit me on this one, like in a bad way, oh. which is going to make it hard for me to judge this beer. Okay. But the fact that you said is overly bitter on the finish, I was like, dude, maybe not, it's not, not COVID on this one. Okay. Uh, Pat, what are your thoughts on this thing? I think I could drink this thing all day. Um, it's smooth. It's it's very smooth. It's got a nice bitter finish. If you're looking for a good lager, which is what this is, I mean, I think it stands up to a lot of the stuff that you can find out there, especially at twelve ninety nine. Yeah, that price. I mean, it it does taste like elevated compared to other stuff you would buy for that price. Uh, Matt, I'm, I'm you're, I know you're not a pilsner fellow, but what are your thoughts? You know, I'm getting kind of a. I mean, I, I taste the bitter that you were talking about, um, but I also get kind of a chocolatey note there at the end uh, as part of that bitter flavor. And There's a strong maltiness to this that I wasn't expecting. Yeah, it's, you know, I, I enjoy that, actually. So, I, yeah. Well, an interesting <laughs> thing about this beer, not to interrupt you, Matt, no. um, but if you look at the can... I don't know if they're leaning into the marketing of hazy IPAs and all that stuff, but it literally says the word hazy on here. But what they're referring to in this case is the beer itself is hazy because it's unfiltered. So that's another. So it's kind of like a half. It's, 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 it's just going to have a little bit more body to it a little bit. It's not going to be as clean and lean as like, you know, a Bud Light or something like that. That's also technically a yeah. pills. Well, so the one thing we loved about Narragansett is that, that it was a lager, but it had it had a, a fuller body on it than some of the other American lagers out there. And I feel like that with this, but it, a different direction. Like it's just got it's got a lot of flavor, and it's just going a different direction. And 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 Pat, to you know, bring upon your beer knowledge and especially with your German influence, you know, when you get into a lot of the the what they call the Keller pills, right? Mm-hmm. The idea behind Keller beers is it's unfiltered for, for the most part. Mm-hmm. It's meant to be served quick and in the, in the tap room at the brewery, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it's lagered at cool temps. And, like, a lot of people think that these kind of beers are easy to make. They're not. They no. they take six weeks to make them, and they have to be precisely at the right temperature range. And a fluctuation of a degree or two is going to screw up the whole batch, whereas and- you could throw an IPA together and have it ready next week. And, and, and when I when I think about beers like that, and this is a good conversation, it's like we, we think, okay, lagers should be cheaper, right? Um, because it's the domestic. It's our Bud Light. It's our Budweiser. It's our Coors Banquets. But those beers are so much harder to make. You have to be so much more precise, and they take so much longer to make an ideal lager. Uh, whereas, you know, IPAs, it's like, oh, this beer tastes bad. Let's just throw more hops just to hide everything exactly and even sours to the point there's some i've talked to brewery owners that are like oh yeah that beer didn't turn out well so we just decided to throw some lacto in it and sour the shit out of it and we sold it as a sour and it sold people bought it yeah or you'll have beers that'll get infected and then they'll sell them as sours yeah because infected doesn't mean it's gonna hurt you if you drink it it's it's, it's just not, gonna have yeah. a sour note that's not supposed to be there Which and then really, they'll turn around and market it oh this is our whatever sour and, and which is also code for the brewer doesn't know how to clean the brew house. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, we kind of we kind of got our feel on this thing, uh, uh, but real quick. Uh, so there's so much beer in here, and I'm just curious about how you're able to decide what beers come into the hop shop. How you guys decide, you know, what price point you want to be around and what beers you want to have in here. So uh, I mean, 
you're here a lot. You're running the show, but you also you you have somebody here works with you and makes this happen. So right now, I want to bring on what, Tamara Conrad. She's Tamara our Conrad. Uh, general she, manager. I want to make sure I had her title correct. Yep. Yep. Okay. And Let's, she's our beer buyer. She does. She's the expert on everything that we have in here. What why we buy it and what it costs welcome tamra thank you so much for coming on the podcast you've been patiently waiting and uh um i know that you actually do all the work around here uh because every time i come in here like you're here and pat's not so (laughs) (laughs) but thank you Uh, well welcome to uh, good swill hunting uh where we find the cheap stuff so you don't have to try all the cheap bad stuff out there this is our first girl on the rep on the podcast easy there killer we've been all male up until now well, it's Welcome. About time. Thank you. Welcome. <laughs> There's Thank lots you. of uh, inappropriate innuendos from this side of the table over here. Mostly Blaine. Yeah, mostly <laughs> Brian. Yeah, and Matt. Uh, but uh, Tamara, thank you so much. You're the yeah. general manager here at the Hop Shop, and uh, so we this episode we just randomly grabbed some stuff off the shelf. Uh, we're super surprised that uh, a German import is $12.99 for a six pack of 16 ounces, which Matt calls pounders. Um, so, so how do you guys decide what beer to keep here? Um, how do you, how do you make those choices? Because there's so much beer in here. Awesome question. So it actually is a kind of long answer to that. Um, essentially, we try to have the the most um, broad range and the most variety that I possibly can in the store, while also having a variety of price points. Okay, and uh, so, in your experience, um, does does exp- I know expensive does mean good, but does What's what does the price mean in association with how good a beer is? Does it always mean that it's going to be good if it's expensive, or you know, is it always bad if it's cheap? Well, I mean, generally speaking, price can be an indicator of quality and of the cost of ingredients and production and so on. The kind of beer, right? Because sours, some of them are, are are just pricey to make. Yep, yeah. exactly. Just based on the cost of the ingredients and whatnot. But I'm also. Um, in terms of looking at the cost and value, that can be based on a particular beer style. So like something like a lager, um, like this Pilsner yeah. that we're drinking right now, has a longer shelf life and is something that can um, travel across the ocean, maintain its flavor and integrity, wow. and still I'm be really here at a decent right price. You know, she knows her beer, man. So, one of the beers you have is Narragansett, right? Is that something you regularly carry? Yeah, we actually usually do have the Narragansett here. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's one and of our favorites. It here. is, yeah, and that's, that's the reason why I brought it up is because Pat suggested it instead of this one. We've already reviewed it, so we're like, we don't really want to review something we've done before. But, you know, what is it about Narragansett that, that you guys love here that you carry it regularly? So, I mean, it's a classic. So it is a nice, clean, light American lager, and it, how do I say this, um, it has a lot of brand recognition, but it's still independent in craft, so it checks that box nicely. Matt, nice. do you have a question for Tamara? Not currently. Not currently? No? Mm, uh, I well, was just impressed with their knowledge in Narragansett. I know. <laughs> um, I, I will say, uh, so first off, um, so like, Tamara's been here for most of the six years you've been here, and um, I will say like she's part of the vibe here. Like She is always super nice, um, amazing, and, and can recommend a good beer for you to try when you're here. She's awesome. Uh, I, I, Pat, you're lucky to have her. No doubt. 
<laughs> no doubt. Uh, but but like, where did you find her, and and uh, and how have you kept her happy all these years? She was hungry one day, and she just came knocking on my door, and I said, "Hey, you can no." Yeah. She was actually a regular here before, like right when we first opened. Um, when we first opened, I say we it was actually I um, was the only employee. Um, we were open six days a week, and I was never experienced it before but i was at the point where i was like literally sick from being so tired and yeah. she came in with one of her friends who also ended up working for us her name was emily and uh they kind of took pity on me and offered oh, they liked awesome. the vibe they liked what we were doing <laughs> and they're like hey you know what if i worked a shift here and there because i kind of like it here anyway and Tam- i said yes that's awesome Tamara. i want to I hear like what uh what has kept you here like uh you know making this place uh, what it is well, it's been an interesting journey. So I started working here very part-time, and I just gradually started taking on more shifts, and eventually Patrick proposed that I consider leaving my former career and try learning how to run a business. I asked. She said yes. <laughs> do, you, do you mind sharing what you did before and, and what got you into craft beer? It's something we ask every guest on the show. What got you into the beer industry? So craft beer in general, I have enjoyed most of my adult life. Um, I was up in Cleveland and had a lovely Dortmunder lager uh, from Great Lakes. And that was the first time I tasted beer and was like, oh, that's why people drink beer. This is interesting. I need to learn more about this. So that was sort of my introduction to craft beer. And then I went straight to Belgian beers after that and spent a lot of time in Belgian and dark um, ales for How cool. That's my amazing. Quite uh, cool. Well, on this episode, we're trying uh, Radeberger, and um, I'm going to ask you to take a sip of this while we are going to do our last call on this and kind of give our, our summary on it Did and talk about what we kind of our, our, our final thoughts on this beer. And, and, and I, I apologize if I missed this, if you asked it earlier, Blaine. I was trying to tell Matt to get a photo because I had a bad angle, and he quite didn't understand my sign language. But with Radeberger, who picked this out to carry? Um, it, you, it, it was a teamwork effort. I, okay. Uh, Pat, I'm sorry. You Pat did answer and, that. I missed Pat it. Pat and Tamara both uh, okay. made that happen. Yeah. So okay. That, was, they helped us choose this. And I think price was a big motivator on it. But but to carry it here at the store. Yeah. Yeah. Why, oh. do you, yeah, why would you carry this? Yeah. So I spent a lot of time reading through lists and seeing what's available. And I was looking for a new import log and came across this one. Little online research told me that it was a good brand, had been around for over 100 years, and that they had um, really solid ratings over time. So I thought awesome. we'd give it a try. Very cool. Awesome. Has it been a good seller? It is not the fastest mover ever. Yeah. However, um, we have a lot of folks that come in um, to hang out here that are big fans of craft beer that right. have you know traveled internationally and whatnot. And that particular one has caught um, some people's eyes. That's okay. awesome. We're going to do last call on it. They've had their fill. Now they'll rate this swill. This is Last Call. So the story behind that uh, Last Call, that is actually good swill and Morse code that you're hearing there. And uh, that is our former host's daughter, um, John's daughter, uh, doing uh, like the little kid on the corner newspaper Last Call. Uh, extra, extra. So that that's where that came from. It's uh, kind of it's one that's near and dear to our hearts. But it's how we wrap every show up. We like to talk about 
our final thoughts on the beer. Uh, Tamara, our special guest, along with Pat. Tamara, did you get a sip of that? Uh, I did. You did. What do you think of it? And uh, what, what are your... If you would give that a rating, one through five, what would you give it? And because I missed the beginning, is like five good or one good? Uh, five is good. Okay. Yeah. Um, so this particular beer for me would rate as a four. Oh, so okay. lagers are not my favorite category most of the time, but I like that this one has um, a pretty balanced malt and hot presence. All right, and then we is got that a friggin' train. This, this, is Pla- this is Plaza Midwood, man. This is yeah. this is the train central, man. Uh, Pat, what are your thoughts on Radeberg? I really like this beer. I've never had this beer before. Um, I've had beers like it, but I find it very enjoyable. Um, it's definitely a Four, call it a 4.01. How about that? <laughs> uh, Matt? Well, I'm not going to go that high. <laughs> you know. I mean, I like it, but it's not bush ice. <laughs> oh, <laughs> dear Lord. Seriously? Shut your uh, what, pie what, hole. What's your rating? God. I'm going to give it a 375, though. I like it a lot. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, That's it's not good. bad. That's I'm not, not bad. I ain't going no four. Right. You ain't yeah. no four. Brian? I think I'm too easy of a grader here. Maybe what? I'm not. Who let the dogs out? Who? Who? This, oh, they, God, they, they let dogs here, man. This yeah, place I love is it. awesome. Uh, um, you know, I'm not picking on you for your rating, man. Because I'm not even. I, I would put this at a three and a half. Um, only, you know, don't take mine. You, I want to see how much you have left. Yeah, I have about half left. <laughs> My gosh, you're that thirsty. Well, there's more over there. Um, so Matt always drinks every beer. He finishes yes. every beer, no matter how bad it is. Oh. He finishes it every time. And it's 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 it scares me, but but I respect it at the we same time. We need more time. people like you, Matt. Thank you. Yeah. I'm Thank gonna, you. I'm coming no in. No beer left behind. At a three and a half, I would actually rate it a two and a half, but I I really I'm still a little affected by my my taste buds from when I had COVID many months ago, so I don't know if I'm accurately tasting this beer properly. Okay, so I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna put it at a three and a quarter. Uh, it's I, I think over a three is really good. Um, it's unique. I mean, it's a unique Pilsner. I Definitely. Like, I like yeah. that it's got that extra kick of flavor, actually. That bitterness. Some people may not like that. I will just say that. But I didn't mind it. I thought it was pretty good. So, yeah. So that's a wrap here at the Hop Shop, guys. This was Down so here much. at the oh, Hop no. Shop. We still have our rapid-fire questions for these guys. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's, uh, real quick, because Matt's super late for a dinner, and he's, oh, no. he's going to stab us. No, he has an hour and a half wait when he gets there, so he's good. Oh, yeah. I, I oh. can drink. Yeah. yeah that's true. So, uh, But, yeah, we want to throw some questions at you guys. Rapid fire, both of you have to answer. Who's, who's starting, me? No, you're the one. This is your thing. All right. <laughs> We're all jumping in here, but uh, right now, what's in your beer fridge at home? Ooh, I still have a couple Belgian Christmas ales from last year that I've been holding on to so that I don't ever have to be without. Wow, okay. Nice. I did not That's expect willpower that. right there. I thought you were going to have like a Mick Ultra in there. So, ooh, no. <laughs> Pat, what you got at the beer fridge? I've got some, uh, some definitely some weird stuff that I've been sitting on for a long time. Um, for a guy who owns a bottle shop, I'm, I'm interested to hear this. Yeah, it, it's it's probably gonna get broken out at Thanksgiving. I have uh, if you if you have heard of Cantillon, it's a brewery yeah. out in Belgium. Yeah, I've been there. It's awesome. They make some fun stuff. I have I have like two of those bottles, um, and I'm personally a big fan of the Belgian stuff. So I've got uh, like one or two of the dark the Rochefort tens. That's like the quad. Mm, okay. Nice. Nice. All right. Which uh, and a couple other things, but those are the ones of note. I I, I have a question. Um, what if you guys are gonna play beer pong? And this is one, out of Brian's book. 
I'm just going to ask this one. I want to make sure we don't. For, yeah, what's your beer pong beer? You know, this is this is a beer that's going to get warm. It's uh, you know, it's going to get ping pongs dropped in it, maybe ping pong balls. I don't think I've ever played beer pong with anything except Bud Light. Bud Light, Tamra, what's your beer pong beer? Trying to think. I think mine might have to be. I mean, is cost a factor? Uh, no. I mean, <laughs> no, I'm actually thinking like an Allagash White. I feel like that beer drinks great That's a fancy at all different beer. temperatures. That's a fancy beer pong beer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Uh, okay. And uh, what uh, first time you guys ever drank beer ever? What was your first beer? And where was it? So mine must have been like a Milwaukee's Best or something along those oh, lines. Oh, Matt is going to fall in love with you. These guys. You had me in yeah. hello. Oh, gosh. It was, it was rough. Uh-huh. But yeah, that was my first introduction. Uh, Pat, what was your first beer? I think it was probably an Ice House. Ah, uh, again, you, the hits keep coming. <laughs> Nobody likes this stuff, Matt. Shut your pie hole. Um, and we, I think, I think Tamara, you already answered this for us. But your first craft beer, the one that first turned you on to craft beer. Yeah, for me, that's a very easy one. It's Great Lakes, and it's their Dortmunder Gold Lager. Yeah, that's what I thought. All right, Pat. Um, the first time I had Sierra Nevada Pale, I was, I was kind of hooked. Oh yeah, classic. It's a gateway beer for a lot yeah, of people. They got yeah, an East is. Coast brewery over here in the Carolinas. So, Matt, ask him a question. Or Corona. Matt's going to ask you something. All right, you're, I think it is. you're in a gas station in Central Florida. <laughs> oh my gosh! All they have is craptacular macro swag. What are you buying? My honest answer. Yeah. Water. Oh. Oh, oh, so you're going with the Mick Ultra. Oh, Good man. choice. <laughs> nice. Damn. Oh, man. Pat? All they've got is macro. Um, probably, I'd have to go with a Bud Heavy. Okay, Bud All Heavy. Right. All right. Okay. Fair. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. And, and that, prefer- preferably a really in a 40 ounce uh, bottle if I can get it. Nice. And so- sometimes all you have. These, these guys a- try to make you believe that that 40 is for sharing. I will tell you from drinking my share of Old oh English malt liquor that those aren't for sharing. No, no, no. <laughs> it's right. a personal bottle. It's a starter pack. Yeah. And so it's, it's my one drink. Okay. Tamara, I had one, one beer. <laughs> Tamara, Matt's go-to beer is Bush, is bush Ice. Ooh. That, yeah. That's, that's, he buys that weekly. Daily. D- yes, daily. I mean, I, I drink it daily. I don't have to buy it daily. Can, because. Do you, do you no, ha- wait a second. So you mentioned that you'd had some beers that earlier today before... I had six bush ice from I, 8 to 11 this morning. Nice. I, winding I, down from the work day. Can I ask Matt a question? Matt, do you, do you, what do you have in your wallet with you? Do, do you have it in your wallet? Oh, I do have it in my wallet. Oh, I don't my know. gosh. You, gotta, you guys got to okay, see this. Here, hang on. You got, <laughs> so Matt's pulling out. His, the, the, we've, we've had a good laugh on this, and it's still funny right now. Uh, but, but this is how much he loves bush ice. Is uh, what he keeps uh, in like his a wallet. platinum member I, for I, life I, or something. I keep it tucked behind my driver's license, which I never have to show. It doesn't even look like me anymore. But that is the UPC code from a case box of Bush Ice. That way, I don't have to lift each box out of the shopping cart. Because I bought, <laughs> I bought two of them. On, That's fantastic. I bought two of them on Thursday. And the girl's always looking at my cart like, you going to lift that up? No, I'm not going to lift that up. I'm going to show you this. Let's just scan it. And <laughs> have, you, have you ever seen that in your life? Like, I, Tamara and, and Pat, no. have you seen that ever? No, but I appreciate the efficiency there. Yeah. Oh, here. Um, and great idea, and, honestly. 
and one last, one more question from me. And, and so, does your wallet say bad mother? It does. Oh my gosh. <laughs> he's, I, he's a piece of work. I mean, man. where are we getting pizza later? Yeah. Sal's. So, um, a question that, that I, I like, like to ask all guests on the show. So, on, on uh, the uh, podcast, Conan O'Brien, and they always say, describe your friendship with Conan O'Brien. So, on this one, I like to say, describe your feelings towards Nickelback. Brian is a Nickelback fan. Don't 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 like preempt them. But describe. They're already your, laughing. They're already laughing. Describe your feelings about Nickelback. They're tr- they're trying to be nice about it. It takes me back to an interesting time of my life. <laughs> I like that. I like the honesty of that one. Look, I I don't understand why everybody hates Nickelback. I don't love Nickelback, but I don't know oh, why they were branded like the you and I could be friends. That's These the are the guys that we're supposed to hate. Look, you know, yeah. I, I'm not over here playing Nickelback CDs, but for there's a lot of music just like it, and everybody doesn't hate them. So it's like, why Nickelback? It what goes do they do? right back to the beer. It's that craptacular macro is that swag. What, is that what they did? <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. We could be friends. Did they punch a dog? Like, what happened? I don't, no. I, it, it, the hate is pretty severe. It, it is. It, it, it may be a bit much, but... But, you know, we like to make fun of Brian. I think it's in vogue it. to yeah, hate Nickelback, is, so, is. yeah. All right, guys. Well, that this was an incredible few episodes. Uh, Pat, Tamara, thank you guys for having Indeed. us. Indeed. Thank in, you. In your house. Uh, we were, like, so grateful to be here and uh, do our podcast here. 71 episodes of Good Swill Hunting. Uh, you know, uh, we very Some of our podcasts are kick-ass. Some of them are... You know, they're all yeah. kick-ass. They're what all the kick-ass. You know? What the hell's wrong they're, with you? Most of them are kick-ass. Um, but you know what? We've had fans stick around with us for two years now. And uh, fans have been sticking around with the Hop Shop for six years. And uh, we're so happy to be here and uh, do these few episodes. Um, yeah. So are you guys looking? Do you want to say something? Anything? No. I, I would just thank you for having us here tonight. Uh, thank you for coming on the podcast, both of you. Uh, just, just really appreciative of... What you have done for the craft beer community in Charlotte, you know, you guys have been definitely around six add years, to it. so yeah, you guys definitely add to it. You, you guys are part of the community and, and the growth of the community. So yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, thanks for having us. All right, and uh, we are rolling up on uh, Christmas here soon, so uh, we're hoping to have uh, some holiday holiday activities here on Good Swill Hunting. We'll see you in two weeks. We'll be back at the Hop Shop, guys. Don't worry. Are we going to bob for pine cones? Uh, we'll do whatever you want because I appreciate you sticking around, Mr. Matt. All right. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you for listening. We'll see you in two weeks. Bye.